much for what you said. And, and, and uh, you know, um, God has really blessed Cornerstone over the last 88 years. I was reading through the history. Yeah, amen. Everybody say, yeah. And, um, um, and uh, 88 years, and it was a band of people who got together, and they wanted to stand for um, straight doctrine and the truth. And to take that truth to a, to, a, to a new community called Decatur, Texas. Not a new community, but a community of Decatur, Texas. And that happened 88 years ago. And the, and the, the story of Cornerstone says that um, these two churches came together to form one. They took both buildings. I'm assuming that they sold the buildings and they built the tabernacle um, back behind Sweetie Pies off the square. And they only had enough to, to build a tabernacle. That meant that there was just a dirt floor. And so for a great period of time, they spent um, in that tabernacle uh, on the dirt floor, and their numbers grew and grew and grew and grew. And, and I love the story because it says that, um, that they would raise money, they would add on to the building, they would uh, raise money, add on to the building. But, but they, went, they went over a year in a revival meeting. Listen to me. Those, those people that went before us, they went over a year in a revival meeting and like 400 and something people were saved and added to the church during that time. I mean, come on, you know, um, uh, just, just amazing. What I'm saying is, is our, our history is so rich and, and, and what I see and we'll be talking about later is, is the, is, is the, the generation before us, um, took what the Lord gave them and that vision and, and, and that love for people and the love of the gospel and to give to other people that they, they gave us an inheritance. You see, what we do today isn't just because of what we've done. It's because of what those who have gone before us have done. And so today we want to celebrate what Jesus has done. Um, you know, 88 years ago and 50 years ago and 40 years ago and, and, and today and what he's going to be doing in the future here. And, and you know, this, this is... Uh, Hope, you know, this should be our last service in this auditorium, you know, don't, you just never know, <laughs> but you know, this, this should be our last service in this auditorium. And what we're doing is we're just going to just pick up here and we're going to go to the new place that God has provided us, that he's gifted us. And, and he's saying, here you go. Here's for the next 40 or 50 years. And so we take that and we say, okay, God, you've invested this into us. And we're going to take it. So we want to celebrate all of those things. Everybody say, amen. Give the Lord a hand. Will you please? Good, 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 good. And so, um, um, you know, one name comes to mind and many names that's gone before us. And just as the pastor here of four and a half years, I've I, I just seen some beautiful people that's gone on to be with the Lord. But, um, but I don't know, I kind of think back and, and, and a lot of names pop into my mind. And I, and I don't mean to say just one or two names and, and, to, and to not say others. But, but I, I do want to say, you know, that um, um, Galen Reed. Um, you know, and uh, I think his son and, and, and other people, you know, um, um, how many years ago was it? 56 years ago. I wrote them on my hand so I wouldn't forget. Uh, this, this building was erected, you know, that, that remnant um, uh, people from Fundamental back in those days from, from downtown moved out here to this location out in the boondocks where we're at right now from, for back then in 1960. And, and so, and today, um, 56 years removed, um, God's sending us on another journey, and we're just excited about that. And so, next Sunday, 1040, 9, 9.30, the new, for Sunday school, and then 10.45 for worship at the new building. Everybody, you going to be there? All right. Amen. So, it's, 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 it's exciting. But we thank um, people like uh, Mr. Galen Reed and Brother Galen Reed and Sue Reed and just the investment that they made and the love that they had for this church always and for all those that's had great love for this congregation and what God has given them. All right. Now, we want to move on with our celebratory service, but I think, uh, well, you're good eye candy, I guess. That's, that's all you're good for, huh? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I shouldn't have said that. I'll be paying for that one. But uh, this is my wife, Tommy. But... Uh, but uh, um, I want you to do something here in just a minute, Tommy. But uh, we, we do want to, you know, understand and, and know when that today is Veterans Day. And, and that's very important. Um, it's a very important day. So at this time, I, I just like to ask for all of our veterans to stand, please. All of our veterans. Yes, very good. Give them a hand, will you? Amen. Give me Jesus. Yeah. If if yeah, go ahead and be seated. Be fine. And 
And um, we, we want to start this service off, and we want to thank, you know, the veterans and all those in the military, and thank you for their service. You know, we've got quite a few um, in our congregation that are, that are in the military, and so our prayers are always with them, but our prayer is for our country. And, you know, we do live in um, scary times today, and we want to pray for all those in service and, of course, thanking all of our veterans for their many years of service and help protecting our country and making it and keeping it what it is. wonderful memories. I watched my brothers get baptized up here in this in this baptistry. Fast forward some years later, my wife and Amy and I got married in this church. Shortly thereafter that, we came to be a member here officially. We raised our first two kids in this church. Ben and Gracie were born when they were here. We dedicated them up here. Brother Johns was here at the time. In about 2005, it was this time of year, the time of Thanksgiving, the time of giving thanks to our Lord for everything that he's done. Brother Johns came to me and he said, Ryan, he said, I want you to do a song for Thanksgiving. I said, well, I'll have to see if I can think of something I could do. Well, I went home two or three days. I couldn't think of anything. And as a songwriter, the God, God laid it on my heart to just write something. The words that he had given to me, I penned on paper. And this morning, what I want to do is I want to share that song with you this morning, but I want to do something a little different. At the end of it, I also want to share another special song. It's special to me. It was special to my grandfather. I sang it for his funeral here in this church in 2009, and I've done it here before. It's called Sweet Be the Land. So I hope you enjoy what I'm bringing to you this morning. It's going to be sad leaving this building, but it's the people that make the church, Amen. not the building, and um, we're family. Um, any of you who have left would like to come back, we'd love to have you. So. I'll second that. I'll second that. Very good. I want to read, uh, and, and I, I know I mentioned some things about it, but I think it's, you know, talking about our history and and praise to the Lord. And I just want to read um, just uh, some of the minutes out of the first um, meeting of the church. And the introduction, the introduction to it says that the Fundamental Baptist Church, and that's what this local congregation was called from 1929 until Brother John's helped me out. When, till what year? Till 2001. The Fundamental Baptist Church was established August the 31st of 1929. A group of people from the New South Baptist Church, Bethsaida Baptist Church, and others came together in Decatur and covenanted together as a church. These faithful, God-fearing people saw the great need of a Bible-believing fundamental church. The people used the old building of the new of the New South Church and the Bethsaida Church to construct a tabernacle at, a, at 114 South State. And then following in the meetings, it says, in the minutes of the meeting, it says August 21st, 1929. And I, I have these, we have these records still in our office. It says the church voted, now Jared Thomas, now Jared, um, he's up here in his family, and um, 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 he was my associate pastor for eight years at Bible Baptist in De Quincey, Louisiana, and and we made that transition transition back many years ago in the new building there, and this and you're up here this weekend and making that transition with us. So so you're good luck charm, I guarantee you. And uh, he pastors now in South Louisiana, but um, but it says. Um, on September 2nd, 1929, the church voted that the church be made known as the Fundamental Baptist Church. The deacons of the church were appointed to purchase a lot at 114 South State Street so that a building could be constructed. It says here that the church voted unanimously that Brother John R. Rice, who was a member of the church, serve as moderator of the church. Now, you know who John R. Rice is. You don't know your history there, Jerry? All right. 
But it says in October 1929, it says Scott Hickey was called as the first pastor. On November 1st, 1929, Brother John W. Newsom came and to continue the revival for two weeks. And I just wanted to hit this part for you. It says the revival had been in progress since July of 1929. It says all day services were held at the church on Thanksgiving Day with Dr. W.B. Riley of Minneapolis, Minnesota as an evangelist. And Sunday morning, Brother John R. Rice preached the dedication service of the church building. Brother Rice was asked to speak at the night service as a result of the day service was was so good that the church felt that Brother Rice should preach that night. There were 18 additions to the church on that day. There were 154 people baptized between August 4th of 1929. Listen to this. Between August 4th of 1929 and January of 1930, the total number was 455. Yeah, amen. It says by August 7th of 1932, the membership of the church numbered 736. The revival fires, the revival fires that burned when the church was first organized is still remembered. But you know, it shouldn't just be remembered. It should be in revival all the time. Amen? Amen? All right. Um, we want to sing a song, and, um, and Rachel's going to lead us in this song, and it's "'Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus.'" You know, because the only way we can get through life and the only way we can get through transitions, the only way that we can live as Christians is to trust in Jesus. Everybody say amen. So stand with me once again um, and let's sing this song together. And, and uh, I, I want to hear your voice. The Lord wants to hear your voices. You know, when, when we worship and, and whether it's for reading God's word or we're hearing God's word or we're singing God's word, our main objective there is to show God his worth. To show God his worth. And, you know, we, we just don't sing from here, but we, we sing from here and we, we think of the Lord. And, and so just like they did back in 1929, man, let's show God his worth. Let's sing this praise to him and, and because it is so sweet to trust in Jesus. about this day and celebrating this time with you and celebrating our Lord. So we want to continue that. And uh, before the, the message, we, 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 we want to recognize uh, and, and invite uh, Pastor Johns to come on up. And, and if Miss Michelle wants to come with you, that's okay as well, too. Now, she doesn't have to, but come on up, Pastor. And, and um, of course, Brother Johns was here for many, many years. This church has had the privilege of having some wonderful, wonderful pastors. And uh, so we invited Brother Johns to come and just... Come on up here, and just to give a word of testimony and, and to talk about the church a little bit and what he remembers and all the great things. And so thank you for coming, Pastor, very much, and we love you, love you here at Cornerstone. So please take that and share with us, please. A great, great church. Michelle and I was talking about the memories driving in this morning. He got you turned on. Okay. We were talking about some of the blessings and memories as we were driving in this morning. You know, in 1997, I had pastored in Halton City for 15 years, and I knew that God was moving, and we were kind of at the end of our ministry there. Can't explain all that, but I knew it. I'd gone to a fellowship meeting Thursday morning, the Old Red River Fellowship, and through there, they were listing off all the names of churches that were looking for pastors. When they said Fundamental Baptist, it was like the Lord said, that's it. That's where I want you next. So I went home and I called the church office and Alma Maxey was the uh, secretary then. And Alma, I asked her some questions, still taking resumes, you're still looking for. And uh, she said, yes, we are. Give me your name, telephone number. And I said, oh, I can't do that. I haven't even talked to my church yet. I just know God is leading in this. And just through talking to her, never met her, never met her ever. And I gave the list. She said, where are you pastoring? And I said, I'm pastoring Halton City. And she said, Pastor Johns, is that you? <laughs> and it was like, yeah. She said, give me a number. And that night they called me. And I came in and interviewed. And they brought me in before the church. 
And in October of 97, we began our ministry here. Amen. You know, when God is moving, you know God is moving. And we came here, had a teenage girl. Our two daughters were married. And we came here and started a new ministry for us. And I tell you, that's scary. We pastors don't like to admit that. But when you walk into a new church and you become the pastor, and Michelle and I, we knew. And nervous, my goodness, we were nervous. Moved into the parsonage. And uh, we were so excited. They had a welcome sign. Men were here to help us unload. And the ministry began there. And through the years, we began to see a lot of things. God began to move. Thinking about Ryan, I remember the day I asked Ryan to come be our worship leader. Boy, that was a massive change. Uh, Going from the piano and the leader to a guy with a guitar, with an old country voice, and uh, introducing some praise and worship. I remember the first time I put drums on the platform, I liked to, listen, I prayed about that forever, okay? That was something brand new. In fact, set them on the platform. I said, don't anybody touch them for months. Just let them sit there. And uh, we kind of introduced through that, and God just began to move. Church began to grow. We began to see things happen, and God began to move. We came in and remodeled the auditorium and started remodeling some of the areas down through here. And I think of a lot of men that came up and helped through that. Raymond Boyston comes to mind. And I, I mentioned him, a guy yesterday, we were building a uh, workshop on the place we're at. And I said, you know, there's a guy, I'm getting old, and trying to lean over and pick a hammer. I said, oh, Raymond Boyston, show me how when you get old you pick up a hammer. And that is you take another claw hammer and reach down there and pick it up and get it that way and pick up boards that way. But I remember Raymond Boyston, uh, so many others, uh, Jay Leffler, and uh, I could go on with names as we just began to remodel and redo. And God just blessed and blessed and blessed, and uh, we just rejoiced in and through it all. It looks good. I'm excited to see a full building. You know, when God takes something and when God is in it, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lead not on your own understandings and all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. And when God is leading to direct our paths, we know that God is in it. When his hand is on it, there's going to be blessings that's going to follow. And this church has been greatly blessed. Uh, Brother Fox was reading that, uh, that directory thing. I remember seeing that the first time I was here. The uh, minutes of the business meetings go back to 1929. They were written hand ledger. And they were stacked in the office. And I sat down and began to read those for a few years. And they were quite interesting. Uh, boy, they took intricate notes of everything. But I looked at the history. But yet I knew there was a bright future for Cornerstone Baptist Church. And when God began to move in that, and I believe when you see this, this is a building. And it's just a building. You know, some people take offense to that because it's, it's just, it is, it's just a building. But the people is what makes up the church. So this building will be gone, but you'll be moving into a brand new facility. And that's going to be exciting for everyone as you do that. The future is great. Excuse me, the past was wonderful, but the future can even be better. Preached a message when I first came here, and I talked to Brother Fox about it. And I mentioned in that message, I was talking about vision and going forward. George W. Bush, when he was elected governor of Texas... In his inaugural address, George W. Bush said, If Texans can dream it, Texans can do it. And I believe it's the body of Christ. If the body of Christ believes it, you can do it. And you have the vision and the dream. And I know that vision and dream has been here. And I believe God's going to do some great, great things. So many folks I see here, I'm so grateful for you and Michelle. We thank you for our time and our service and our ministry here. And uh, you just blessed arts. I see some of you, uh, your kids are grown. Man, that makes you feel old, doesn't it? Saw those babies born here, and now they're old and they're married. And uh, you're looking pretty old yourself, okay? (laughs) But uh, we just kind of changed. Some of you still got hair. Some of you don't anymore. But, you know, we just kind of age and go forward But it is a great, bright future for Cornerstone Baptist Church. Stay faithful. Stay true. You've got an awesome pastor. You really do. And I'm not just saying that. 
We've had some folks move up this area, and they say, where do we need to go? And I said, go to Cornerstone Baptist Church. He's not just a preacher. He's a pastor. Most people can stand up and preach. A lot of men can stand in a pulpit and preach, but not every man can be a pastor. And you've got to have that pastor's heart. So you've got a great leader. You've got God with you. You're walking into a brand new facility. As Michelle said a while ago, we've got to come and visit when you all get in the new building. And I, I believe this with all my heart. God is richly, richly, richly going to pour his bountiful blessings upon this church today until he comes again. It's going to be great. Pastor, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I'll pay you that 20 bucks. Okay. All right. Um, we have one more uh, couple that I've asked to come and do a short testimony. But uh, but I want to give us opportunity, maybe, again, a memory, uh, maybe just a, um, anything you'd like to say concerning uh, Fundamental Baptist slash Cornerstone Baptist Church. Okay. Stephen, very good. Thank you. Go ahead and stand up, please. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I've been a part of this church for about a little over two years now, and um, and I have to say it's, it was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Um, I, uh, if it wasn't for Colton and Hayden inviting me, I, I would I wouldn't be the person I am today. And and I thank God each and every day for this very beautiful church, getting to meet each and every one of you every day, and getting to see these dangerous and reckless and good people <laughs> I think good is a little overstatement though but <laughs> no they're all good guys and I love them and they love me let's be honest but I thank God each and every day for everybody in this room for my family for my friends and I will never stop praising his name amen amen yeah you know, we've been very blessed the last few years, and of course, um, you know, uh, Sean Torrance was our student ministry for here, for student minister for many, many years, and and um, and, uh, and 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 out of our youth group, and you know, over the last years, we've had you know seven surrendered to full-time ministry. Isn't that great, everybody? I mean, that's just amazing. Seven, yeah, seven. So, so we're excited about that. Um, anybody else? Yeah, very good. Miss Cassandra Darce. And Megan is saying, oh, no. Megan's like, she's like, Mom, please. So Susie and I want to dispute the fact that we do not look old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you are wrong. Uh, when we moved here to Decatur, Susie and Richard and her boys, they were already here. And we were fortunate enough to move across the street from them. And we're looking for a church, and we went to different churches. And she's like, oh, come to our church. Come to where we go. So we came here. So Logan and Sam and Hayden were like four. Megan was six, and we've been here ever since. Both the kids were baptized here. Amazing, amazing place. And we're so excited to go to a new place. Our kids are all graduating and growing on, but we're still here. The hardest part is Susie and I are going to have to find a new place to sit in the new (laughs) church. So, (laughs) you know. Y'all help us out and find us a designated seat because we've been here for like 14 years. So <laughs> We're going to put you up front. Up, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for everything you've done. And we just, we're excited to move on to the new place. Amen. Thank you. I thought she was going to hit you in the head with that, Brother Johns. Anybody else? Okay, great. Um, thank you, Glenda. You're not going to cuss me, are you? This has been my church home my whole life. Except for the few years that Rodney drug me to Denton and Carrollton, but we came home. So, one too many of them. But I grew up in a day and age where you got up on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You went to church. You didn't question if you were going. 
mother and daddy. There was no exceptions. You went to church. You could go do things afterwards. I've even swam in the baptistry whenever the Gans were here, <laughs> just because we did that. <laughs> I was saved in this church, baptized in this church. My kids were. I was married in this church. My grandparents uh, used to come and sit with the dolls. Mother would come to the ladies' uh, fellowship at night, and I would come with Mr. Doyle, and we'd go drink coffee because I was too young to be going anywhere else, so I just ran around with him. And I sang in the choir next to Ollie Maud and Mother and until we didn't have a choir anymore. But this church is, has always been part of my life, always will be. Amen. And yes, it's sad, but it's also a, a good time, too, to be moving forward. And we do feel very, very thankful to have you and Tommy as our pastor. Thank you. And we just, I don't think we could have done any better. Oh, thank so God you. We, knew I what couldn't he have done doing. any better either. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Glenda Splenda. But anyway, thank you. Thank you. Okay. One, one more. I, I. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Oh man, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like my mom said, um, I grew up here my whole life. I've been here ever since I was four with Sam and Hayden. Um, I got baptized here, and I'm I'm gonna miss this building. I'm gonna miss hanging out with all these guys once I leave. And um, I mean, I'm gonna miss getting kicked out of a go kart place because I wrecked. I'm gonna miss going to sack lunch, talking to the pastor, going and swimming in the baptistry whenever I got baptized. And honestly, I feel like it's a good thing that this church is starting up because I feel like it's going to next Sunday is going to be the probably the most blessed day of my life because, I mean, I'm going into a new church and that's going to be the start of my career for me, too, because hopefully next week I'm swearing into the Air Force. Amen. And I just feel blessed that I get to start off my new career with such an amazing new church. Man, I'm going to miss every, seeing every single one of y'all whenever I leave, but I'm going to cherish these memories forever. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay. Um, Danny and Julie, come on up. And uh, I've asked Danny and Julie just to, just to give a word. And, um, you know, I, I won't steal their thunder, but Danny was... Was uh, what third generation here at Cornerstone, and then you had left for a while, and then uh, I remember one Sunday morning, this tall, mean-looking fellow walked in the hallway, and and uh, he he's been here ever since, and so it's it's great to have Julie and Danny as uh, as ministers here at Cornerstone. When I say ministers, that everyone that comes to church here and you know and and calls this your church, that you're ministers, you know, I don't like that, never like that word membership a whole lot because. Because it, you know, uh, you know, you know, when 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 we say that God wants us to be uh, part of this local church, it's 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 not so much what this church body can do for you, but it's what you can do and take your gifts and, and give to the church. Amen. There's always going to be things that in the body we share and we do, but but it's what it's what we give. It's what it's it's the, it's what God gives us to give back into that body. And so we're so glad that y'all are here. And so I set you up and. Tell us what's on your mind, please. Uh, I'm nervous. All right, so Pastor Ron asked me to give a, a few memories of, of my own, which are probably indicative of a lot of people in here, and we've already heard some this morning. Miss Stone mentioned this morning to me that uh, Janelle was seven months old when y'all had the first service in this building, um, which is amazing. Uh, so, and I gave Julia a mic in case she wants to correct me on something. Uh, so the, I was thinking about Staying to the light. What? In the middle? Yeah. All right, I got corrected. Sorry. Um, so I was thinking about the first memory I can think in this church, and that's what this Bible represents. In the front of this Bible, it's it's inscribed. Uh, it's a to Daniel Horner from Fundamental Baptist Church, August third, nineteen eighty four, Vacation Bible School. I won this Bible for bringing the most people during the Vacation Bible School. We had a contest and. Brother Simmons was the pastor here at the time, and he awarded me this Bible. And I took it home, and I kept it in the box when I didn't use it. 
And, you know, I was really proud of it. And, you know, the preacher would say or the teachers would say, okay, write this down or underline this verse in your Bible. Not me. I wasn't marking my Bible up. Um, and then the, the, the next memory I have, uh, July 1990, uh, is the first Sunday here after uh, church camp that year. And uh, the pastor, Brother Martin at the time, got up and sang a song called The Altar by Ray Bolts. And I was sitting about where I sit right now because the youth group sat right here at the time when I was in the youth group. And I'm a good Baptist, so I just stay right there. Um, I was scared to death during that service that Jesus was going to return, for I had the opportunity to come down and accept him as my Savior. And the second that he called for invitation, I made a beeline to Brother Russell, who was the youth director at the time, sitting right here on the front row. And I told him I had to get saved. And if you look at this Bible today, it's all marked up. There's all kinds of writing in it. And all that happened after that date, because after that, I was keeping all kinds of notes. Um, And I look out and I see a lot of uh, faces that have gone here over the years and have left. And Pastor John's, uh, you know, you you and Miss Michelle mean the world to me and Julie. Um, And, uh, you know, the drums on the stage, that was a, uh, and the guitar, that, that was a big step. That was that was major. That was like taboo. So, in, in a way, Pastor Johns was the 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 first preacher that kind of started us on the road to um, where we can, you know, Pastor Fox is. Uh, I don't know that that they that they would have allowed you to be the pastor here maybe 30, 40 years ago. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I love I love you, and I, I love yeah. it's it's awesome. I love the guitars and time to move on. <laughs> All right, so Julie, Julie had a couple. No, let's, let's go ahead. Um, hello, can you hear me? Um, when Ron asked us to talk, my first thought was, um, no, thank you. I don't want to get up here and ugly cry and it end up on Facebook, so don't put it on Facebook. Um, we have lots of memories here. We were married here. Um, we were married here. We um, brought our babies here. They were baptized, dedicated. Um, Amen. Sorry. Okay. Some of my most favorite memories are the older ladies here. They took me in like a granddaughter. They gave me advice. They told me we would make it through teething and diaper changing when I wasn't sure we would. They took us in as a family. Um, lots of older couples that are not here anymore. Miss um, Maxie was very, very dear to my heart. Um, probably one of my most favorite memories, which is a very silly memory, was walking in to find her giving Zachary, our oldest, when he was two, Pop-Tarts that he wasn't allowed to have in the nursery. And I heard her say, Zachary, Mimi didn't forget your Pop-Tarts. They're in my purse. And... <laughs> What I didn't know and found out later is every morning, Mimi brought Zachary junk food, donuts, candy, whatever, and fed it to him during church. Never told her. We just went on about it. But probably one of my favorite memories is seeing her with him and um, just different older couples that gave us advice over the years and just treated us as we were part of their family. And um, that's what our church is, is a big family. So as we move to the new church, we're not losing anything. We're just moving somewhere else. The church is all of us, um, one big happy family. Amen. No ugly cry. So I, I just wanted to finish up with this. If, if, if I was just thinking over the, I love history. So I would love nothing more than to be able to jump in a time machine and go back to those meetings back in 1929 and see that church or be here on the first service that was held in this building. And obviously that's not possible but we all get the opportunity to take the next step next Sunday in the new church building and be at the very first service. So I'm excited about that. Amen. That's good. Yeah. It's part of history. A lot of history, yeah. This, this building means a lot, and it's going to be bittersweet to see it tore down in a gas station come up in its spot. But, um, you know, just as many memories are going to be made at the new building. And, and the building isn't the church anyway. It's, it's all of us. So... Thank y'all. One last thing. We love Tommy and Ron. Y'all are great. (laughs) I need my money now. Even though I couldn't have pastored here 40 years ago, right? Yeah. (laughs) I'm playing. All right. All right. Let's open our Bibles this morning.
I'm a sentimental fellow. You hear me? I'm I'm a sentimental fellow. Uh, Back, you know, in Louisiana, when we made transition from old building to new building, I took one of the pews and I had someone make me a a a podium out of it, you know. And uh, you know, and I'm so sentimental. And so I I know for me, it's it's uh, it's you know a bittersweet thing, thinking you know you know next week we're going to be in this beautiful building that God has provided for us. But you know, there's going to be parts of us that, you know, miss here because of the memories. Um, and But one thing good about memories is is they stay right here. They stay right here. Right? I remember, um, I'm just, now I'm just killing time, and maybe I don't have time to do that, but um, I, I remember the first time that I preached in the new building, again, back in Louisiana, we went from the old building to the new building, and, and we built a 400-seat auditorium and I think there were 120 of us, and so it just swallowed us up. But we was building for the future, you know. And it wasn't a couple of years that we that was full. But uh, I remember getting there and preaching, and and I remember my first thought in my mind as I was preaching it was like, I don't like it here. I want to go home. <laughs> I want to go to the back into the other building, you know, because it's listen, because it's scary. And, you know, God was stretching us in something new and something different. But, boy, you know, um, over the next few years, you know, um, we baptized 400 and something people there because, 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 because we, we knew God was a big God and he had big plans for us. Everybody say amen. Now, your Bibles are open to Matthew chapter 25. And I want to I look at a very, 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 <laughs> familiar verse of scripture, and it's the parable of the talents. I think I preached out of this text several times already in four and a half years, but this is different points, and, and, and just so you know, as preachers, we don't, just because we use the same text don't, make, don't mean we use the same sermon because you can make different points and application from, from the scripture, right? But um, <clears throat> as I was reading this, I was thinking, you know, we can apply this parable of talents to us individually that God gives some of us. He gives everyone talents. In other words, listen, what that means is that God gives all of you something. He gives us something, talents. And it, maybe we're talking about a gift. Maybe it's talking about the responsibility of sharing the gospel, which we all have, everybody, right? Um, whatever it is, God, God gives us something and now we as an individual, we have a responsibility of doing something with it. And that's what this parable is speaking about. But I want us to look at this text a little bit different this morning. And I want, to thank, I want you to think of us as a church. And that God, has, God, God is giving us, through each one of us, and, and, and we're, we're, we're given something. And so unified together as a body of Christ, what are we going to do with it? I don't know, and again, um, I'm just going to make application here. Four and a half years ago, I came, I came here to Cornerstone. Boy, I'm so glad that God sent us here. And like Brother John's, is that um, when you know I knew God was was changing, and I was I was I, and and I, I, I was supposed to go somewhere else, and I had a phone call um, in the evening. It was a missionary, and they said, um, hey, they said, hey pastor that there's a church up in Decatur and I think it would be a really good I prayed about it and I think he'd be a really good fit for it and of course we we called and three months later I was your pastor because I think it was God anointed but but let's just say that I came here and let's say that this church was a one talent church okay not a bad thing just let's just say this church was a one talent church again it's not a bad thing but I think about the time that I've been here and God has has has, um, has has given us another talent, and and was able to sell our property, and 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 we move a little bit longer, and our church has grown, and we've brought other people. Other people have got us placed here for the ministry. He kind of gives us another talent. Okay, y- y'all follow me here, and then he and then we get to purchase some land. Now we get to build a building, and so. Let's just say that God has, has made us a 10-talent church. What are we going to do 
with that which God gave us. And that's very important for the future. All of us, a unified congregation, with going moving to the future, God has given us his wealth. God has given us his word. God has given us responsibility. God has given you whatever he gave you. And so, and then he is, he's corporately given his things. And I look at it, and he's given us land. He's given us a building. He's, he's given us a vision. He's, he's given us each other. And so, and so he's made us, whether it's a, from a one-talent church to a five-talent church or an eight-talent church, whatever it is, he's given us He's given us his wealth. And so what are we corporately going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? Look, look here in the story, and, and we won't be long. But it says, verse 14, For it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. It says, To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to their own ability. And he went on his journey, talking about the master. Now we know here in the, you know, for us spiritually here today that Jesus Christ is the master. Everybody say amen. And, and we're those slaves, we're, we're those that he entrusts with. And at verse 16 it says, Immediately the one who had received the five talents, that's the most that was received by these three men, went and he traded with them, he invested them, and he gained, what does it say? Five more talents. In verse 17 it says, In the same manner the one who had received the two talents gained two more. But he who received the one talent went away He dug a hole in the ground, and he hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. And he says, See, I have gained five more talents. And the master said to this man, he says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. He says, You were faithful with a few things, I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Also, the one who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one also who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid, and went away, and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what? Is yours. But his master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave. You knew that you knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank, and on my arrival I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness, in that place where will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now look at verse 31. This is the judgment. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glory, glorious, glorious throne. That's talking about Jesus. And all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right and goats on his left. And then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord... When did we see you hungry and, and feed you and thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked or clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and come, and, and come to you? 
the king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did, that you did it to one of the brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did to me. All right, let's pray together. Father, we love you for your word, and we thank you for the truth. And God, we pray this morning that um, you'll just apply some things to our heart. And Lord, um, we, just, we just celebrate you, God, and we celebrate all the souls that have been saved for the ministry here at Cornerstone. God, we, we look back in, in our rich, 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 rich history and just thanking you for these men and women, uh, Lord, that, that, you, that, you, that you gave your wealth to and they didn't hide it and put it in a hole. But Lord, they had love for you. And Lord, and, and that they, they knew that you were a big God that could do all things. And Lord, that they invested and they invested for us here today. And Lord, I pray that we'll just get a vision and Lord, and that we'll go forward from this. And Lord, and that we'll be a church um, and that we could be a 10 talent church and not a two talent or a one talent. But God, that we'll invest it and will increase what you've given us. We love you and we give you praise in Jesus name. Amen. Well, I want us to see number one, and we'll make some application here. But number one, the master entrusts his wealth to the servants. And we talked about that a little bit already. But let's remember that all of us are his servants. Everybody say amen. And you know, he entrusts us with his wealth. He entrusts us as his servants. Look at the Bible, what it says. It says, the master says, I'm going to entrust you with my wealth. And so he gives five talents to one and two talents to another and one talent to the third. And again, his wealth. And he distributed his wealth among them. And he said, while I am gone, I want you to be stewards of this wealth. Not too hard to understand, right? And so he is the master and they are the servants. And listen, he owns it all, right? The master owns it all. He gave it to him, but he was going to come back, and it was going to be reckoned at a later date. He still owned it. The master owns it all, and they're the servants, and he's going to come back, and they're going to be judged. And so I would like for us to see that God has made us keepers of some things, and we've already alluded to that. He has entrusted his wealth to us. You know, um, what's so wonderful about this church is, and I think back in the history, and all throughout the history, there's been that thread woven through. And you know what it was? Is that this church has always made the main thing the main thing. Now, there has been times, and there has been people that hasn't made the main thing the main thing, and the body has suffered. You understand me now? When we put personal convictions ahead of the main thing, the body suffers. The church suffers. But I want us to see that as long as we keep the main thing the main thing, and there may be a little bit of up and down from time to time, but if we keep the main thing the main thing, then we're doing what the master entrusts us to do, right? But he's entrusted us with his wealth. There's that mission, there's that live and love and lead and, and, and that we care, it's his word and we don't add to it, we don't take anything away from it, but it's his word, it's his repu reputation, it's the talents that he's entrusted us with, it's the abilities of the things that we can do. You know, do we have the, do we have the talent of mercy? Do we have the gift of mercy? Do we have the gift of giving? Do we have the gift of being a super giver? Do we have the gift of, of teaching? Do we have the gift of loving? Do we have whatever gift it is? Are are, are we, what, what are we doing with those things? And that's what this text is saying, that God has given us his wealth. And so as we move forward, we need to make sure that we are not like these, this one person who takes and digs a hole and sticks it in there and doesn't do anything with it, but that we're a person, that we're a people, that we are a church who continue to invest together for that of Jesus Christ. Everybody say Amen. All right, so, so the master entrusts his wealth to his servants. And again, for 88 years, men and women have been entrusted at Cornerstone Baptist Church or Fundamental Baptist Church. And while we always haven't been always perfect, listen to me, God blesses, doesn't he? And God has blessed. And when we keep, again, the main thing, the main thing, you know what happens? God continues to bless and thank God for those who have served and has been faithful unto the investments that has been entrusted 
unto us. And you know, the truth is, is that we reap today from the labor and investments of those who has gone before us. And again, we say to all of our brothers and sisters in Christ in the past, we say, thank you very much. Amen. But here's the question. What will the future generation reap from us? If we, were to put a, if we were to put a dot on it and put a period on the end of it, what would the future generations reap from us? Let me ask you something. If, if you put a period on your life right now, what, would, what will the future generation reap from you, period, today, if you put a period on the end of what you do today? And then, of course, corporately as our church. But understand that what we do today affects the future. Everybody, right? And we know that. Now, number two, the master returns and he demands an accounting. Go back and look at these verses. And it says that he comes back. And when he came back, the five talent men came, came in and he said, Look, master, I have taken the five and invested them. And now I have ten. And so he says, well done, you're a faithful person. Here, I'm going to give you more, right? And then the two-talent man, he came in and he said, look, master, I've taken the two talents that you gave to me. I invested them and now I have four. And he said, well done, good and faithful servant. He said, because you have been faithful over a few things, I'll make you a ruler over many. And then the one-talent man, he came in and he said, Lord, I, I knew that you were a hard master, so I, so I wrapped it up in a, wrapped up the talent and I buried it in the ground, and here it is. He says, there's no scratches, there's no mildew. He says, I've cleaned it up. It's just exactly the way that you gave it to me. And notice verse 30. Look at verse 30. And their master called him a wicked, lazy servant. Well, that's strong, isn't it? That's very strong, very strong language. You know, it's a tough parable. It, it bothers us because I think that it bothers us because many of, many of us can identify a one-talent person more than we can a five or a two the one talent man was just an ordinary person, a lot like just like us. He did something that wasn't at all smart. He didn't he didn't look and he didn't steal it or embezzle. He just didn't invest it. And then when the master came back, he presented it to him just the way that he had received it. But look, the answer is is we're just to invest. We're to use what God has given to us, right? God doesn't give us what he gives us and he says to keep it. He, he, he wants to give it to us so we can invest it, so we can do something with it. You know, I, I look at many faces and I, I see the growth of a lot of people because I've seen that God has given you something and that you've taken it and, 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 and you've done something with it. And, and so you've doubled it and God gives you more and God gives you more. But here at Cornerstone as a church, you know, hey, listen, we're all together. And, and, and again, here's what, what we think is, is that God has given us so much here at Cornerstone. I mean, he's given us land and, and a building, and, and yeah, there's going to be a million-dollar note at the end of this thing, and it's something that nobody really wanted to happen, but it happened, and I know that God's not surprised, but, um, but the truth is, is God has given us so much, and he's given us this potential of being this, this ten-talented church, and so my question to us this morning is, 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 are we going to take what God has given us? Are we going to take all that he's given us in our rich heritage? Are we going to take it and bury it, or are we going to take it and invest it? And meaning that we take it and invest it into people's lives, that we build relationships, that we get into our community and we love one another, that we come together unified, not worrying about what we want individually, but what we want corporately together, that we want to give Jesus Christ praise, honor, and glory. You know, whatever it is, you know, God has given us so much. And, and, and here's what I know, too, is I know that there's been so many churches that have been let's call it five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten talented churches at one time. But you know what they did is they didn't take what God has blessed them with, and now they're back to being a one talent. Can I have an amen? Hey, look, y'all know any churches like that? So we're saying this morning is, is God has given us all this great potential, and, 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 and what are we going to do with it? We've got a rich heritage Listen to the testimonies this morning. 
We've got everlasting life. We've got mercy that is new each and every day. Um, you know, we have his word. We have the, our special talents that God has given all of us. And like Miss Ruth said this morning, you know, we're, we're a body and we have many members, but we can't be complete without all of us. But with all that as God has given us, are we just going to go dig a hole and bury it and just be in a maintenance mode? Or are we going to take all that God has given us, all of our talents, um, the, the land, the building, and we're going to go forward and we're going to invest for the kingdom of heaven? You see, we, we have that potential of being that ten-talent church that God wants us to be. But depending upon where we're, we, where, whether we are or not is what we decide to do with that, right? So what are we going to do? The book of Isaiah is a special book. I, I, I love reading in the book of Isaiah. But there's a verse in Scripture... Isaiah chapter 4, verse 5, and I don't have it on the screen for you, but it says, And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion, and upon her assemblies, a cloud and smoke by day, and the shining of a flaming fire by night, for upon all the glory shall be a defense. Now let me explain that. Now this is a future prophecy for Israel, and it's concerning the millennial period. Okay? That once again, the cloud of glory shall rule them by day in a pillar of fire by night, and the Lord shall be their canopy of defense. So here's what we're saying, Cornerstone, that this word is for us, that the word for us is this, that the church is God's chosen people, that he entrusted his wealth to us. And it is to, be, it is to whom the Lord entreats talents upon and this is our watch. Listen, this is our time, and we're not to be afraid. What we're saying is, is that God, we are God's chosen people. We are his plan, only plan. We're not a plan. We're his only plan. And he has entrusted us, and he gives us talents. He gives us his wealth. And what we're saying is, this is our day, and this is our watch. Just like those had it in 1929, and those who had it in 1960, they made those transitions. They knew what God has given them. They knew the wealth that God has given them. They knew what God has told them to do and to be the church. But now it's our watch. Listen to me. It's our time. And we're to follow God and nothing and nobody else. And we're to take that wealth and we're to take what God gives us and to use it for his glory. And so that's our vision. That's, that's what we want you to, 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 to yoke with us about. And, and it's, it's, it's that it's all for the glory of God. Everybody say amen. Because it's our watch. It's, it's our time right here today. You know, this, this parable goes back and it says that one day the Lord's going to come back and we're going to have to answer. And just like in the parable, the one with, the one with five says, said, and he, the master comes back and he says, he says, Lord, you gave me five and I got five more. I got ten. He says, wow, man, that's awesome. Come to the, to the glory of God. Did you see it? Did y'all read it with me? And then the one with two comes in. And he says, hey, I'm excited. You know, the, this guy comes in. I, you know, here's the two, but guess what I got? I got two more. And the master says, man, okay, come into the glory, and I'm going to give you so much more. And then the one with one, he come in all excited, and he come in with this cloth, and he postured it all up, and he says, Lord, here's that talent. Here's that talent you gave me. And the master's saying, where's my investment? He says, oh, no, no, no. I, I wanted to be safe. Do, do, you, do, you, do we understand what he did wrong? Do you, do you know why this one guy didn't didn't invest? It says it in the text. It's because he was lazy, and that he was scared. Cornerstone, this is our watch. This is the day that God has given us. This this 2017, you know, today and next year belongs to us. And God has given us so much, and we just got to move forward and, and knowing that God can do anything with us if we're yielded and submitted to his authority, right? Because the scripture says that one day he's going to come back, and he's going to reckon with everybody that works. It's not going to be your salvation. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 tells us that, you know, gold, silver, and stone, and, you know, will be safe, but that which is wood and stubble and, you know, will, and wood will be burn up. In other words, our salvation is safe. But, but our works shall be judged. But one day he's going to come back. 
and we're all going to have to give an account. And he's going to say, David Halsey, I gave you 10 talents. I gave my wealth to you. What did you do with them? And we're going to say, Lord, I lost it. Or we're going to say, Lord, here are the four talents you gave me. Or we're going to say, Lord, here's what I did. Because we invested. Because we didn't dig a hole. We weren't scared. But by faith, we persevered through. And, and God got the praise and glory for it. So I believe that God has given us all the potential to be a 10-talent church, a 20-talent church, whatever you want to call it. But, but it's what we as a church do it that from this day and from this day forward, are we going to invest it or are we going to bury it? Each one of us has been entrusted with the wealth. I'm, 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 I celebrate the history of this beautiful local church because, I mean, if one thing tells us for sure in our past is that, is that people like Joe Hell invested. People like Bernice and, 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 and people, people like Sam and Lawana. And, and I can't think of all the names, but uh, Sue Reed and Galen and all, all of those and Nanette. I'm, I'm looking at gear. I mean, you've been given the wealth and I've, I've seen investments and we've got a great history of that. So my vision to you as our church is let, let's keep going. Let's all invest. Let's all take that wealth as God has given us and invest. You all got talents. You all, God has given us you a purpose and let's invest that. Let's not bury it. And if you've got it buried, go dig it up and let's go invest it. Everybody... Let's go invest it. That's what God wants us to do. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. Well, I want you to know that you're worth something and that God's will is for you to not perish and, and go to hell but to have everlasting life through Jesus Christ. And then today, if God has convicted you of that and whatever it may be, that you'll come this morning and receive Christ as Savior because the Bible says there's no other name in which man shall be called to be saved at last except by the name of Jesus Christ. It's not by our works, but it's through Jesus Christ. Maybe you're a former member and maybe your talent, maybe your treasure has been hid for many years. Go dig it up. Invest it. And Cornerstone, let's take the wealth of Christ and let's move over and charge the future because, because this is our watch, because this is our time. God has given this. For, like Danny said, we're going to make history, but what's history going to record? Father, we love you, and we thank you for Jesus Christ. And Lord, we, we just ask you now that you'll be with our time of invitation. And Lord, we pray if there's any here that's not saved, that you'll call them this morning. And Lord, that you'll speak clear to their heart for salvation. Lord, I pray if there's some here that doesn't have a church home, that Lord, that you'll call them to this church. And Lord, I pray that all of us um, will just move forward, and, and Lord, and, and um, knowing that you have entrusted us with... Um, with your wealth, some more than others, because others have proved that they can handle what you've invested with them, what you've given them. So, Lord, I pray for all of us that we that we won't that we that we won't be happy just being a one talent, but that we'll double it, and that Lord, that you'll entrust us with more, and that finally, Lord, that you'll just keep giving us more and giving us more, and that we'll be responsible for how much wealth that you give us. And God, I, I, I pray for myself as the pastor, and, and um, Lord, I just pray for your grace and your mercy and, and, and forgiveness, and, and Lord, and, and that, that you'll just help me to continue to lead this church, and Lord, and, and just to love them with, like you love them, please. And um, we ask you again just to be with, be with us as we go forward. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, stand with me this morning, would you pray?